Welcome to the Neverworld Podcast, where together we explore the strange and unusual. Every journey starts with the first step into the unknown. Today's podcast episode is Eric Von Deinikens, Chariots of the Gods. Hey, Dave. What's going on, man? Hey, I want to send a shout out and a welcome to everybody for picking us up on our second episode of Neverworld Podcast. And today, Dave and I would like to just talk about one of the uh, influences in our in our life as far as the way that's helped shape beliefs or the way we look at things has been Von Deinikens' uh, Chariot of the Gods. And yeah, um, yeah. this is something that you told me, Dave, that you read as a teenager, was it? Yeah, well, I was about, it's probably about 10 years old when I had first heard about this book. Probably came across my one of my older brother, um, probably had read it, set it down. I picked it up, read it. And I read it once when I was probably about 10 was the first time. I was a teenager. I read it again. I knew about the book, had the book. Lost the book, went and bought the book, and reread it. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking to myself as a kid, "This is some very interesting stuff. This this is neat. This is these are questions that I had as a kid, and most people grow out of them. Most people stop wondering why or wondering how. And when you stop wondering how, I think you stop growing. But that's that's just my my that's, personal yeah. way that it is in my head. I do want to say one thing about Chariots of the Gods and Eric Von Doniken. This is a guy, when he wrote this book, had, had the archaeological folks of the time and all the scientists of the day just ignored him, this book would have been a throw away yeah. nobody would have talked about it the problem is they all attacked him and when you're defending your belief without any proof that makes you powerful at least the person who's being attacked you're giving mm -hmm. all that power to that person eric von Doniken only asked one question and the question was were there ancient aliens that visited man and helped us evolve? It's a pretty simple question, really. I mean, it's, it's a big question, but it is a question that when you look at the pyramids, when you look at uh, places like, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the word. It's, it is hard to pronounce some of the South American, Central yeah, American. Some of the South American uh, words are very bites. hard for me to pronounce. Here's another one. Kionajek. I don't even, it was, it's an Assyrian king had built this place. The epics of Gilgamesh. He, he yeah. just questioned like when the flood happened. And now the interesting thing about like the ancient flood myth, people know a flood happened. There, there's proof mm -hmm. around the world that a huge flood happened. Nobody knows how, nobody knows why, but every major religion, Western and Eastern, has a flood myth. Yes, they and they do. all follows ba the same basic story of Noah on, in the Christian religion. They all had somebody who built a big ship, built mm -hmm. a big ark, 
saved a bunch of animals, saved their family, and moved on. And all he is asking is, how did this happen? Where did this come from? Well, let, let me, uh, I want I want to jump in on this because it, it okay. it's it's illustrative of part of my own journey because I know Von Donneken um, came upon asking these questions uh -huh. because he started studying religions, comparative yeah. religions, and, and started to see similarities and started to question. The same thing happened similar to me when I started reading mythology, which is just mm -hmm. another word for a religion that people aren't following. Right. Um, so when I read uh, the Greek mythos and saw that Zeus himself was so disgusted with the people, he flooded the the planet. Um, I was like, I stopped for a second. It's like, where have right. I heard this? And so that kind of question pops up and you start digging and you find, wait, Gilgamesh? Flood? What? Mm -hmm. And it just keeps going and you're seeing the similarities. Yeah. And how can you not? How can you not question that? I mean, that's, that's just the, the main thing. The Assyrian, you're just talked about Gilgamesh and I, I mentioned Gilgamesh also, mm -hmm. but the Assyrian legend is um, I want to be able to pronounce this guy's name, but I'm not going to be able to, because I'm, I'm terrible with names. Quite honestly, we will get better folks. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we need a translator. <laughs> when we say we will get better, what do you mean? We, I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> maybe one day stay tuned when Dave mispronounces yet another name. <laughs> <laughs> he brought up in the book, uh, I'm not sure what published publication this is, but it's around page 45, chapter 5. The sensational find, a sensational find was made in the hill of Kunyajik, K-U-Y-U-N-J-I-K. Don't know how to pronounce yeah. it, folks. I'm sorry. Around the turn of the century, it was a heroic epic of great experience expressive power engraved on 12 clay tablets and it belonged to the library of the Assyrian king here we go again Eshurbanial Ash yeah, that's fine Eshur we, will, we will put show notes up on our website um, yes, so you please. will be able to see the names that we are butchering and places <laughs> the <epic> that <laughs> the epic was written by Akadim later a second copy was found that goes back to the king Hammurabi. Now, this is basically, it's older than than the uh, Gilgamesh story, but it runs parallel. It's the same story, the same flood myth. Yeah. And this is older than the story of Noah. And it goes the same flood myth. The world got flooded. Somebody saved it. And this, this is thousands of years before the myth of Noah. Mm -hmm. I mean... Everybody knows it happened. They just don't know why. They don't know when exactly. And that's the big problem, I think. Yeah. It's, it's like he's all, all he's asking is, okay, this happened. But where, where, when, how, who, who right. actually built this big boat? And did they get help? You know? Yeah. Well, so well you that, know, and when you see something like this, like the, the, the flood myth, the story, right. the story right. um, of it coming from so many different parts of the world all pointing to you know i just a long time ago <laughs> right, um, right of of the earth the people being wiped out from a flood mm -hmm. and all of them have this same type of story uh, folks there's <laughs> when there's smoke there's fire something happened somebody had a boat there was a flood <laughs> now we just don't we may never know the actual the, pieces the names have changed the people are the same 
Yes. We, uh, we, how many reboots did they have of Noah's Flood? Damn it. Right. They're rebooting the flood again. Exactly. <laughs> you know? huh. This I time they're casting Jay Assyrians. But, <laughs> so. but the funny thing is, you, you fast forward. Let's fast forward 100 million years or however many years it has been since the, the flood myth. Right. You have an end of time myth, an end of the world myth. The God, the God, the good gods fight the bad gods. Uh, demons are fighting the angels. Yeah. Uh, the the Norse gods are fighting the giants. They're mm-hmm. all basically the same. It's basically good versus evil. Evil always loses. You have Armageddon, Ragnarok. Yeah, it's all yeah, the... they all lose. The, the bad guys always lose. I mean, that's just. I think it's just the nature of of the universe. It's like at least in this universe, it seems to be. Eventually, even though the bad the bad guys seem to always be winning. Good guys always win. Yeah. But in that, if you look, the same basic thing happens. Good versus evil. Evil loses. Good triumphs. In the Norse mythology, especially, they have where everything's dead. Everything's frozen over. And when everything starts to thaw, you have the people, the, the man and woman, I forgot their names. Mm-hmm. That's basically a new Adam and Eve coming up. Yeah. Going out, doing, you know, re- restarting everything. and that's like that in the christian religion it's like that i believe in the hebrew religion where the the jews take over that's the meek shall inherit the earth they they Mm -hmm. they get earth that's that's their that's their heaven for lack of a better term um the muslim religion i'm not sure how that works out i I think it's very close to the way i think it's very similar it's been a while since i've read the quran but i do remember it's like wow more similarities it's all good versus evil and you sit there and (laughs) think why are you guys even fighting that yeah seriously you guys have just changed the names the actors are the same yeah so but that's that's kind of the sort of thing that eric von donniken talks about in the book like there's something bigger here there's something that that if you honest to god if you look at the pyramids he brings it up the Mm -hmm. pyramids these rocks are so big i I live in a fairly small house but it's a it's a good size house but if you have a stone the size of my house and you're going to try and roll it uphill. I don't care how many people you got. You're not rolling this thing uphill. There, they did it. I mean, they built. Somebody built those things. Somebody. Oh, yeah. Who and when? His big and what kind of help had, had they had? <laughs> and the question that he asked again is exactly how old are these things? Mm-hmm. And people get mad about it. He's just asking a question. And yeah. I feel like the more he got attacked the more popular his views got because people like me start looking around and go, well, why are you so mad? All he's doing is yeah. literally asking how this if, got built. If you think he's, he's full of, they, yeah, sorry, if, you, if, you, if you think he's full of, full of crap, then walk away. Don't say anything. Yeah. And why give him the power? But yet they, they do. And it makes you exactly. wonder, what are you so afraid of and why? Because yes, let, let's, I, I, I I have problems with the argument of let's keep everything secret from people because they won't know how to handle it. No, right. I think the people in power are the ones who don't want the truth to come out because once well, yeah. it does, we lose, we don't. Yeah, I mean, so they lose their, their hold. The the they lose their power. So it's um, it's it's just frustrating. <laughs> you know, it's like if I don't even know where I was going with that, but no, yeah. but it's like when you go to Easter Island, um, mm. the 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 great heads on easter island 
And I remember for years watching and reading and them saying that the, the natives were wiped out by the colonizers and my God, they were brutal. And yeah, when they went to the islands, they treated those poor islanders like hell. I mean, they, they, were, they weren't nice to them. Whoever took those islands was never nice to these poor people. And they always say, oh, there's nobody to ask about the stories. The ancient stories are gone. A few years ago, I was watching a special a documentary on Easter Island about the heads being all pointed inward toward the island instead of outward. And they said, well, nobody knows the answer to this. And the presenter, the guy who was actually behind the whole mm -hmm. thing went, so we went to the islanders and asked them. And I was like, wait, what do you mean the islanders? Yeah, there's... Turns out these people weren't extinct. They were still on the freaking island. They were on the other side of a little mountain range. It was like, I guess, like some yeah. kind of little hillock that they... They all lived over there. It's like, well, wait a minute. I thought they all died. History's not telling you everything, folks. They're not telling you the truth about anything. For 45 freaking years, I thought everybody on Easter Island was dead. Mm -hmm. I thought there was no natives left. They showed these guys carving stuff, making stones, yeah. and doing stuff for the tourists that are coming in now. And I'm like, well, where did these people come from? Well, you talk to the old people and they're like, yeah, my grandfather, my great, great grandfather, all the stories go down like 14 mm -hmm. generations. They never left the island, no. but yet everyone thinks everybody's dead. It's easier that way. People don't go looking for answers. Now, I have to I have to jump on something that is not exactly completely related, but it is related to Easter Island. And right? I find it very interesting that the day we record our podcast, I was reading about. Um, a bacteria called uh, rapamycin, which is only found on Easter Island, and it is a longevity, uh, life-extending um, drug treatment that they make. They give it to people for organ transplant so your body doesn't reject. But what the a side effect they found by uh, testing on mice is they've lived 60% longer or something like that. So it's like, that that's what we want to give to a bunch of billionaires that are trying to destroy the planet right now. Let them yeah. live a little bit longer. Let them. I know, right? But I I just thought that was interesting to run across that. Here's something natural, from that area, um, where the statues are. So it's like enter. It just it makes you question. And you know what? Things that make you go hmm. Exactly. So that's right? all that was. Just a hmm. <laughs> and like I I think I said it before we got on 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 the air about Eric Von Doniken. You cannot talk about Chariots of the Gods without talking about Eric Von Doniken. Mm -hmm. And you can't talk about Eric Von Doniken anymore without talking about Chariots of the Gods. It's the first book that I'm aware of yeah. that brought forth this question. Who who were the ancient gods? Mm -hmm. Again, people get bogged down in, well, not my god. My god's what? not an alien. My god's not... Well, he's not talking about God the father of the universe, the creator of all things. He's talking about the gods that they worship, the Thors, the Zeuses, the, you know, the, the Assyrian gods that I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of those gods because I can never do it. Uh, it. Just the Egyptian gods. It's like, who were these, these creatures? If we had never, if you and I had never seen anything like it, we were in a time period mm -hmm. where there was no space travel and right. something came out of the clouds on fire and landed and people came out. Yeah. I would think they were a god, wouldn't you? But today especially, we would call them an astronaut. <laughs> especially if they had like a, a cutting tool or the ability to teach you how to cut a stone with something. 
a 900, you know, let's say a 20 yeah. foot piece of stone, 20 foot piece of stone by 20 foot piece of stone that would weigh 40 tons. And then they're like, well, here, let me show you how to use this little, you know, vibrator pin thing. You hit it on the side of the stone. It floats the stone. You just move it wherever you want. One guy can do this. It's a possibility, right? <laughs> I mean, they're doing vibration tests now that like can lift things up and they're moving them. And it's like, okay, how would you do that back the time of the pyramids, the original pyramids? I'm not talking about the Egyptian pyramids because the pyramids, a lot of folks are starting to find out they're probably a lot older than any Egyptian yeah. empire that we know about. Initially, there was a guy who came down and looked at the Sphinx. Mm -hmm. He was a geologist, and it was an Egyptologist or some other like ancient gods guy came down and said, there's something wrong with this. I can't put my finger on it. Could you come take a look at it? Guy looks at it and goes, yeah, that's water erosion. That's not wind. And everybody's looking at him like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, the way that the water's running down. And he's, he points out all these geological things. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, that, thing, that thing's older than everything else in this valley. Everybody called him nuts. I mean, these people went after this guy. They tried to destroy his career. And he, he was just like, I'm not an Egyptologist. I'm not, not trying to poop on anybody's parade. Yeah, it just <laughs> you, you, I was asked what, these, what the erosion was on the rocks. I told you. Sorry, you don't like it, but that's the truth. Yeah. They tried for 10 years to try and destroy this guy's career. Other geologists finally started coming in because these other other archaeologists that wanted to prove him wrong, we're going to our own archaeologist people in there. And all these other guys were like, looking around, no, yeah, that's, that's water erosion. <laughs> so after years of this guy getting pooped on, everybody's finally coming forward going, yeah, that thing's probably yeah. older than the Great Pyramid. It well, was already there. Yeah, you had mentioned earlier about von Däniken, um, you know, being attacked and everything. I mean, this was right. what he wrote. This what in the sixties, right? This is when this came out. Nineteen sixty-eight, I believe. Wow. I mean, that yeah. took some guts to put put something out that he knew he would be mocked and ridiculed. Yeah. With without you know anybody even stopping to think, what is this guy saying? Um, yeah. Because they were threatened. And here's the thing. Um, Von Däniken and ancient astronaut theorists to this day are still being attacked and yeah. Um, yeah. trying to be discredited um, just for asking a question. And that's, mm -hmm. I mean, hey, I'm willing to believe anything if you can prove it to me. Yeah. Now, now <laughs> I know like Giorgio Tsoukalos, the guy who does the ancient astronauts, and I like to make fun <laughs> of him. He's a great meme. <laughs> He's a great meme. I he love really to make is. fun of the guy, but sometimes... He and his people say something that just stops you in your tracks and go, wow, I never thought of that. Exactly. The only problem is that every one of them always go, it's it's always ancient astronauts. And I'm like, you know what? It's Maybe. a ditch. Anybody can dig a ditch. You know, it's I just I'm not buying that an ancient astronaut. Well, I've always I've always felt things on the show and I, I love ancient yeah. aliens. Uh, because oh, yeah, I love it. Make, it. I watch it constantly. It makes me question. And yeah. And that's yeah. important uh, to grow, as we talked earlier, mm -hmm. is to question and go ahead and do your research and dig and see what you can find and yeah. see if your your thought changes. But I do see a lot of things. Oh, like I said, a ditch. Aliens. Come on yeah. now. Yeah. You're doing a quite the stretch there. You yeah. know, <laughs> You're especially doing... when there's so much that is that leaves your jaw on the floor. <laughs> and the funny thing is, again, ancient astronauts, one of the first guys to point out the batteries that they yeah. found in Egypt. 
they're obviously batteries. They know they're batteries. They've got them to work. And all the ancient Egyptologists ignored it. Well, here, what's this? Why do you have this thing? Well, that's stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. But why do they exist? They're, they found, I thought they only found like a couple of them. They didn't just find a couple of them. They found warehouses of these things. Well, thank you for saying that because I was only aware of the Baghdad battery. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. wow. So I didn't know there was a bunch more uh, samples of this. They, they found a cool. lot of them and big ones, small ones. I mean, they wow. come in different sizes. And you, I sit there and think, what happened? The Indians, and uh, I, I just saw something in this, not from the book, not, not from the book, but recently. India, about a thousand years before Western civilization, and I don't know how many years before China ever created gunpowder, had guns that fired projectiles. They found writings in the, like a, an art of war type book. That, that's just on little slabs of wood that they flip over. Mm -hmm. And they had rules for fighting. Like, you're not allowed to shoot the, basically, they were saying, you're not allowed to use a gun in certain combat because it's unfair to the other side. This is interesting. <laughs> it was basically the translation. It wasn't mm -hmm. that, but it was, it was right. like, I, I you're get not what you're saying. To use the fire stick, you know, that shoots a projectile. And it's like, that's a gun. So what you what they have is several thousand year old Geneva Convention. Yeah, basically, like you're not allowed to do this, but you can do this. You know, if there are if they're charging you and they only have bows and arrows, basically you can only fight with bows and arrows, kind of thing. And I was like, when did I, I feel cheated in history? Yes, because they've never, I've never up until about four days ago, I never even knew about this, and it was a, a an Indian scholar. He is on Ancient Aliens every once, once in a while. But I found him on YouTube. I'll get you the link below. He's very interesting. And he just talks about Hindu, ancient Hindu temples and ancient oh, Hindu very sites. Cool. Very and cool. His first name is Ravine, R-A-V-E-E-N, I believe. I'll get you his last name because it's not coming right. to me right now. <laughs> but he's very interesting. It was a very interesting thought. And I was like, oh, my God, nobody talks about this. How can you not? This is one of the biggest land masses on the planet. It's a subcontinent. Yeah. More, more people in it than anything. They've been there for who knows how God long. God in heaven dude. only knows how long. <laughs> but nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about who built the pyramids in a purely common sense way. Right. Yes. Okay. Slaves, you build the pyramids. Okay. I'll give you slaves. How do they move the blocks? They all say that they put big wood rollers under them and just manpower pushed them into place. Sure. They've tried to move stones that were a third the size of these with hundreds of people with rollers. They can't be done. The rollers sink yeah. the damn logs. I'm not buying it. I don't no, know how I, somebody built them. They're there. I, re I, I read something recently where some scientists had, had said they had solved the mystery of the pyramids mm. and how to how they move these giant bricks. Right. And I read it and then I had even more questions afterwards. Right. <laughs> and it was what what they were saying is they used water because they saw some hieroglyphs showing people pouring water on the sand to firm it up. And so what they did and in their wisdom was to make a miniature scale 
and see if they could drag this on the sand. Hey, that's great. So it worked like that. You saw that the resistance was lifted. Now let's do it for real. Get your 100-ton block, get your water, and do it. You have math. You should be able to figure this out. So why haven't you? If it's so so damn cut and dry, you would have done it. And that's because, hey, if I could figure out how to do it, I would want to show everybody. If you're doing it on a small scale, you should be able to upscale that and actually be able to do it. Because if you can't upscale it to, like you said, full-size block. And I don't want one of the little blocks. I don't no, want no. One that's I want that hundred tons. Big as my room. I want one of the really big ones. I want one of the, the lodestones. One that's about an obelisk. The freaking <laughs> thing. Move one of those four hundred ton ones. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see you move. When you move one of those into place, and you have scientists, you have physics um, physicists now saying we could probably not build the pyramids now. Like physically, it'd be really hard. Yeah. Like almost impossible. They don't know how they did it. They don't know how they built them. They have no idea because they don't have any blueprints. They didn't have blueprints back then. Yeah. So I, w- I want to propose something here. So y- you've got that the, for the past 2000 years of our mm-hmm. current recorded history, people have marveled at the pyramids because they've been there much longer. Right, and right. it's always been a question. How are they built and stuff like that? Yeah. Given where we're at as a society and technology and science and the the ability to figure things out, the ability we have to launch people into space to other Mm -hmm. planets, um, all the math and science and physics that's involved in that. And we can't figure out how to build a block. And yet you're going to say it was people. Right. Then you should be able to figure that out. I'm just saying. Right. Right. If you're an archaeologist telling me that, you know, 10,000 people built the pyramids in it, you know, 10 years or however long it was for, Kofu? I think it was Kofu. Kofu. Yeah, I just want to see one block moved. I don't even have to build one. I want to see you guys just build a small one. Just build a small one. The way that you say they were built, I just want to see you build a small one. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Let's test it out. I'm all, and And that's just it. We're we're here for the queen's chambers. You have to have all the tubes. You have to all all the empty spaces in that pyramid too. I don't. It's not. Can't be solid. Right. It has to be done that way. Jenga it. No, they should be done. able to figure that out. And I, I don't think that's that's too much to ask. <laughs> and <laughs> that's all we're ask, doing is we're asking questions. But if you ask it, you're a conspiracy theorist. And all yeah. I want to know is among okay, other things, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You you say that you can do it, then go do it. Yeah. Um, there's other things he brings up. There's uh the um image that the, the, the in the book he had, in the book the images aren't that clear. Right. Um, but he brings up some very interesting uh, places mm-hmm. in iconography. Icon- iconography. Icon- yeah, there, there's a there's several places in the world, and I, I just I hate that I've waited this long in my life to start studying this because you know growing up in the American mm-hmm. school systems, we we are focused on our little corner of the world, and we right. don't we don't study all the other stuff. And man, have we missed a lot? Yeah. But, uh, there's there's several sites throughout the world that are will come up anytime you want to talk about ancient astronaut uh, theory. And this is one of them. It's it is in Copan. Uh, it was in a temple in Copan, and the question is: Could primitive man's imagination have come up with a king sitting in a rocket ship? And if you look at the image. 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's really remarkable. Cool it really is remarkably like a modern astronaut in his rocket. He's sitting. He's got an air tube up his nose. Yep. You can see him like almost like a rocket sled where he's 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 in the seat. That's a rocket. That's a space capsule of some sort. That's that's some kind of moving vehicle. No matter yeah. how you slice it, you you talk about ancient times. And where where did they come up with that? That's and we're not Maybe. the only, you know, they're not the only ones who who look at this and say, hey, that's an astronaut when you, you see these people on TV. What mm -hmm. I saw when I when I see this image of the reclining uh, uh -huh. person and everything, I always think of Aliens, the movie, and yeah. see the engineers. So Geiger himself obviously had, had seen something of this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, 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 the Tokapi Palace Maps. Better mm -hmm. known as the Piri Reese maps. This is a really cool find. They were copies of copies of copies where an Admiral Perry Reese got, got a copy of them. Now, what the Perry Reese maps are, are the Antarctic mapped out. Yeah. Antarctica mapped out. Now, not just mapped out, folks. They show mountain ranges. They show forests. They show jungles. They have pictures of animals on some of the maps of what types of animals they were. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. gazelles, elephants, freaking woolly mammoths, whatever. And everybody thought these were BS. Everybody for 100 years thought there's it's freaking ice down there. What do they know? Then they started doing LADAR or LIDAR. Mm -hmm. They started doing ground-penetrating radar. They started doing um, overhead shots with the satellite, the spy satellites again. Guess what? Those freaking maps are almost exact. Yeah. Exact. Also, there they have mountain ranges that are shaped very similar to pyramids. Yeah, there's pyramids all over the world, folks. Just not the the three in Egypt. And and the crazy thing is, when you see some of them, I think I sent you one from uh, Thailand. They they were near Thailand. Mm -hmm. Mountain range. They're like six or seven. Yeah, mountains. I've seen I've They're seen mountains. that site. Yeah, they are freaking pyramids, folks. There's no natural mountain that has four. E equal yeah. sides going to a point doesn't happen in nature just doesn't happen everybody's ignored it like no there's nothing there then you go to the top of those pyramids and <laughs> i think it's thailand someplace or in one of the islands there and on top of those islands or on top of those pyramids they have places that look like stonehenge almost exactly like stonehenge mapped out the whole nine yards these are thousands of years difference, thousands of miles apart, same exact layout. But I'm the conspiracy theorist that's just asking the question. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How does that happen? Some people will say, oh, it was it's a universal um, memory that all people have. That's like like it's almost like mass hallucination. I don't believe it's mass hallucination. That's BS. I'll never yeah. believe in it. No. So this kind of sounds like the easy out. Like everybody has these same thoughts because it's a primitive, you know, primal memory. Primal memory doesn't explain laying out maps to the stars and only certain star systems. Yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah there's a lot of research right now into uh, genetic memory where people yeah. actually pass down trauma through generations and stuff, mm -hmm. but they're not passing down star maps. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, I, I get it that your body is registering because, I mean, there's a whole nother thing right. there. when we start going, looking at cells and mitochondria and mm-hmm. good Lord, it's, it's yeah, <laughs> too much to be an accident. And, and my, my big question, this is my always been my big takeaway from chariots of the gods and a good question that I, I think Eric Von Donneken has asked in one of his other books. I'm not a big fan of Darwinism. I've mm-hmm. never been a big fan of Darwinism. I've ne- Darwin was, in my personal opinion, totally insane. He just hated his parents because his parents were religious. They, they were way weird, like beat him in the head if he questioned anything kind of religion. And he just right. went the extreme opposite. And I think a lot of his his theories were based on his hatred for his parents and their belief. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. If you want to believe in Darwinism, you guys go right ahead. The reason I say I don't believe that is there are no missing links. Mankind, they show always show the monkey, mm-hmm. you know, evolving into man. There, but yet there's a huge gap in time and missing links. There's nothing that transitions the ape type creature right. to what we are today. And most animals don't have that. Like, if you try to like figure out where a deer, a deer came from and you go genetically and you mark, 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 there's none of that there either. Something's amiss. But when you mm-hmm. bring that up, you're crazy. You're a religious fanatic. You're this or that. I'm none of these things. Well, I might be crazy. But there's none of these things. I just am asking, okay, where are all the missing links at? I think that's a valid question. And that's that's one of the things that a lot of people tend to get hung up on. They're like, oh, my God, you can't be asking this. It's it's right. It's, you know heresy it is it it comes off as heresy and blasphemy and stuff like that but then you realize you're only doing that to one set of religion what about all these others who have the same story what i mean at what point something something in here has got to have some truth um but it's just ask there's nothing wrong with asking (laughs) all i want is an answer and i want to i want an an honest answer Mm -hmm. I would have more respect for most archaeologists and most scientists if they were more like uh, uh, Kaku. I know who you're trying to say. Kaku. Yeah. Give me the last name. I, I, <laughs> Matt, I can't. Matt. I can't remember. I anything. always want to call him Nico Pichu, but that's not right. No. Uh, no. Kaku. Kaku Pichu. Kaku. No, stop. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna just destroy the man's name. Uh, if they were more like him. Whenever mm-hmm. you listen to him, you see one of his documentaries, and I'll get his name down there too, folks, because yeah. I'm terrible at names. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but after he tells you, like, well, this is what you know the cells are doing. This is what time does. This is what you know space and relative. This is what you know, time travel is. And then at the end of everything, he always says, "But we could always be wrong. We could. We may have all that math could be wrong. We don't know." We're taking our best guess. And if every scientist, every archaeologist came out and went, this is Egypt. This is how it was built. This, 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 this. But I could be completely wrong. There may be one thing that I'm missing. And if I find that one thing, it could change all of history and the way we look at it. And then I'll tell you. But nobody Mm. ever wants to do that. They want to. And and that's the scientific method is to, to, um, to have your question. Right. Test 
test your your ideas. What do you think it is? Uh, if, if we can just segue real quick to Skimwalker Ranch, right. where they have an anomaly in the air, and they're like, okay, what do we do? Travis uh, Taylor is <laughs> like, I'm going to shoot a rocket at it. Yeah, It makes sense. I know it's funny. We laugh about it all the time. Yeah. But he's now, now he's going to send something up in that space. Yeah. It's taking what you know that right. something's going on and then testing it, testing it, testing it. That's mm-hmm. why when they say definitively the, the pyramids were built this way, then do it. Test it. Let's yeah. put the scientific instead of just being so. The, a lot of scientists like to, to scream about... Um, religion or whatever but it's right. like uh guys you're acting the same way i'm just yeah, saying exactly yeah. they, they want to sit there and tell you god doesn't exist now whatever god it is they don't care god mm-hmm. doesn't exist okay well when i go out and i'm at night and i'm looking up in the stars or i see the trees and i hear the birds or you know what i look at nature and i'm like this isn't an accident for me i look at this and say, this it's is hard not to an comprehend accident. it's an accident i'll yeah. tell you that it's it, it could be it, but I need to see more, it. You know? It would be more difficult for me to believe. But then, then they want you to go. Well, there's no way a god could create the universe in seven days, or a god could could create the universe from a, 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 a cherry blossom. A god could not do this. God can, whatever you know, mm-hmm. universal truth that you think is in your heart. They want to tell you you're wrong. But then they look at you in the same breath and say. There was a super teeny tiny micro super negative micro atom that exploded and made everything. Yeah, it's it come called from? the Big Bang Theory. And I sit there and go, that's the biggest load of <laughs> in my life. I, I can more easily easily believe that there is a you know a 12 God quorum that all sit around and went, let's create a universe. Okay, let's go. And went out and did it. Then I can believe that a super micro dot exploded and created the universe as we know it i just that's me that's you know, that's me simplifying well, as easy yeah. as i can <laughs> yeah it's it, it's I hard i could be wrong folks you, you, <laughs> could, you, could. <laughs> you could it's 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 the problem with saying anything definitively yeah um without having tested tested it scientifically and you right. know you always have to leave an opening and a, being curious is what lit leads you and i on this search i've always been curious about it and this this book was kind of i did i just read the book this year really Uh, i just saw the documentary this year i've known of him for the years uh but i i've kind of really haven't dabbled in the ancient astronaut theory until ancient aliens came on right and what it did for me in reading this book really changed the way i look at everything i used used to be that hardcore all religion is bold Right. But once I I read the um read chariots of the gods and some other mm-hmm. and seeing these things it starts bringing your mind it's like well if they're not gods and if they're astronauts this mm-hmm. whole story makes sense something right. might have actually happened. So now I am forced to question question my entire upbringing and religious beliefs right. and everything and start bringing all of that back and uh looking for the truth as we say. Yeah. And, and the good thing about Dot Van Donk in, in, in Chariots of the Gods, I highly rec- recommend it. Um, Absolutely. Is, he talks about ancient aliens. And he also brings up interdimensional travel. And he also brings up, could it be time travel? Could all of these ancient aliens not actually be aliens, but be from another time on, on our planet? Mm-hmm. Which is really mind-boggling, because then you're like, 
okay, we figured out time travel at some point. See, I'm the smart-ass time traveler that would go back in time and leave a Timex in one of those vaults in a pyramid. I would leave, like, Dave, I'd write out my name. Dave Mancos was here, like, on the wall. For a good time so they, call. So when these guys open up that chamber, there's my name. <laughs> no, I would put a sign that says, we're trying to reach you about your car warranty. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm that guy. I'm that time traveler. That's That's the kind of crap that I would do. You know, I put a hammer where I knew that they were going to find it, you know, 40,000 years from now. Oh, that would be awesome. They're that like, would be awesome. how did that hammer get here? That's that's crazy. Yeah. It's something like I would just be that guy. Like, hey, yeah. you're not supposed to do that stuff. Yeah, but it's going to be funny. It's going it to be is. funny in 1980 when they open up that chamber. It's going to be great. Trust me. It's going to be yeah. hysterical. <laughs> you know, I'd be that guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I would be that smart-ass time traveler. One of the other things that – um that he brings up and uh-huh. this has always been a favorite of mine is, is the nazca lines in south america oh the nazca lines yeah if if you folks i'll put links and some pictures up on uh neverworldpodcast.com i think is our website <laughs> i don't remember Jeez, we're in I'm the so middle sorry. of putting everything together so <laughs> we're putting it all together but uh yeah uh we'll have links available for you and yeah. um but with these lines if you look at them it is clear to me that these had to be designed to be seen from above. Right. But by something flying over. And then you look and folks, go go take a map, uh, uh, go pull up Waze or Google Maps and go to your local airport and take a look at the, the way it's laid out. Right. Take a look at that and then take a look at the Nazca lines mm-hmm. and tell me you don't see a damn airport. I mean, it's, it's there. There is also a thing about the Nazca lines. If I remember correctly, I'd seen an image of the the plateau that it was on, and it's not a natural plateau. A lot of scientists don't think that's natural flat. They think it was flattened, and hmm. then that happened on it. And if that's the truth, who did that? Because exactly. as far as they can tell, there weren't that many people ever living in that area. Yeah, at and when any you one see, time. When you see this picture, it is clear that the top of this mountain has been yeah. shaved off. Yeah. And it's <laughs> what it's did crazy. that? It's crazy. Um, it wasn't a glacier and it I mean, come yeah, on. there was no glacier. Doing I don't that. know what would have shaved that mountain off. Because because I think they've actually done done some research and, and they don't think the actual glacier movement from the last ice age got yeah. that far south or that well, far. North Even if it did, it, it acted like a tornado and just shaved off the middle in between a yeah. range, which makes no sense yeah. when you see this picture. That's it's, absolutely insane. It's without that, explanation. The Nazca lines are absolutely insane. They, they really are. You, when you look at them, you're like, that's even when I was like a little kid reading the book for the first time, I saw those pictures. And I yeah. thought, wow, that looks like a it looks like an airport. And to me. That's an airport. It does look like or an airport. spaceport or something. Yeah, a, something. a spaceport. It, it it had to be. I mean, I don't. And yes, I know that we are looking at this through eyes that have seen an airport mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But that, right. that's why we make that connection, because it's exactly. laid out that way. And it's like, well, why do we lay an airport and runways out the way that we do? And then we look mm-hmm. at this from thousands of years ago, laid out the same way. Right. It's like, what the hell is right. this? And you and you look at the images that they put. There's there's animals um, mm-hmm. 
there's birds there's it's just it's weird it's weird to me i think you had texted me about that at one point and i and i wrote back something to the effect of to me what the animals represent are either uh, a specific alien species yeah a shipping company of some sort or I forgot what my third one was. Like the type of ship that parked there. Right. Like that's the first thing off the top of my head. Like if I were going to segregate, not segregate, but if I was going to block it off and go, okay, uh, you monkey people with the uh, banana export company, you have to park over here by the monkey with big monkey shapes at. That's where your ship lands. (laughs) Hey, cat people that are bringing in all the uh, cat fodder that you got to park over there where the big cat heads are. Okay, great. Thanks. Yeah. Or alien species or shipping company, whatever you hey, monkey company, you're over here. You know, snake company, you're over there. Mm-hmm. They may all have been one alien race, they or they may been. have been several, and that's why they had it broke up. Like everybody was getting something off of this planet. Well, and if you look at the birds, what they're calling mm-hmm. birds, um yeah. some look like spaceships and satellites. Yeah. Um yeah. so it's it, it, it's the, beyond explanation. They have the one really big bird that looks like a phoenix. Yeah. When, when you have the American Indians or the native tribes explain what a phoenix is or a thunderbird is. Mm-hmm. And then you see them have the thunderbird on some of their uh, blankets or, or right. ancient paintings you know, on, on the ground. They look just like the thing on the ground in Nazca. It's Travis to quote Travis. It's crazy. It is. Um, it is. Well, it, it also shows that here we are right now. We started talking about it, Egypt, and now we're down in Peru, South right. America, other side of the world, same type of stuff. Uh, um, and you start yeah. to see the connections, as you mentioned, between the Native Americans and yeah. this area with their imagery, the same with the Aztecs, the Incas and the Mayans. Right, um, right. With with Native America and looking into India and around the world, it shows that we were much more connected at one point mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Um, so it's well, it just brings up questions, man. When we weren't supposed to be that connected. And yet there's a whole lot of similarities between the constructions of a lot of these sites. Yeah. That's so, that's the kind of thing that I want to know about. Like, I'm not telling every all the ancient archaeologists that they're completely 100% wrong. But huh? when you jump on somebody for having a different opinion or even asking the question, you're going, hey, and I, I say the same thing about the ancient alien people, too. Mm-hmm. They're so wound up and everything was an ancient right. alien that mankind could have never built this. I got to call foul. Maybe they did build the pyramids. Maybe it really was. <laughs> but here's my question. When did they build the pyramids? Because mm-hmm. that stuff is a lot older than you think it is, I believe. They, I believe they, that they, as well. They, they were there before the last ice age, which means it's a prehistoric man, at least to our history, that built those. Okay, we have that. What kind of tech did they use to build that with? Was it so simple that we can't figure it out? Was it actually a vibration of some sort that, shit, it might have been the size of a tuning fork. We don't know. That's so simple that whenever we do find it out, we're going to be like, how did we miss that? How many times have you been doing a a computer program and you're trying to figure something out? You can't figure it out. You 
can't you're like this is a piece of freaking garbage and you hit the button and it does exactly what it's supposed to do and you're like oh yeah, that was easy. That worked. That was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I was putting in too many commands. I mean, we really may not have found the e- easy way uh, of right. doing it. It's quite possible. Um, but, you know. So I get just as mad as the ancient alien people saying everything was ancient aliens yeah. as I do with scientists saying, you don't know the science, you're a fool. And, you know, how dare you question me because I have five degrees behind my my name. And I can tell you right now, I've come up with ideas watching shows especially like the, the Skinwalker Ranch and Ancient Aliens or I'll watch uh, Michu Kichu, whatever his name is. And he'll say something and I'll look over and I'll say, well, well, I wonder why they haven't thought of this, this, or this. This is my theory, this, this, or this. And then one of the scientists that they're talking to will come up and say, well, I have this theory. And it's the same thing that I just said two minutes before. And I just look at my old lady. I'm like, and I don't even have a degree. <laughs> Yeah. This, you know, the super scientific degree that this guy's got, and I came up with that already. Right. It, it's just like you just work things out in your head. If you're an engineer, you work things out like that. As an artist, I look, I look at something and try and figure out how to do something. Um. Some of the the, the ancient relics, the the past that has left behind that they don't even know how old they are. Mm-hmm. is mind-boggling and we have a lot of questions for this book oh, we have we a do. lot of questions for eric von Donneken, and no answers there, there's there's no easy answer i mean i could tell you that yes it was ancient aliens uh, it, it's a time traveler it's another dimensional being coming through the you know a wormhole on you know september 20th you know 1921 <laughs> that's when they got here i don't know i i, I would be just as just as full of BS as some other folks. Hmm. I'm no, I'm going to try to never say that. Yeah. What I will say is I have questions. I have my own theories and I can tell you what my belief system is as far as those go. Mm-hmm. Why I believe something or why I tend to lean towards something, but I'll, I'll, I'm always open to change my mind. If you can prove that a guy my size can move a 20 ton brick <laughs> <laughs> with a tuning fork, I would be like, "Shit, they did build that in a week." Got it. I, I get I it. Like, yeah, no, I, I get it. I pride myself on on, on the same. Is mm-hmm. if I am open to what you're suggesting, but yeah, I, w- I w- might need some convincing. And if if mm-hmm. you're you convince me that my belief system for the past fifty two years was completely wrong and I'm full right. of shit, then guess what? I'm changing my belief system because you just proved it to me. So let's do it. I may not like it, yeah, but I'll do it because exactly. holy cow, the truth is what's important. Two plus two always equals four. No matter what new math is telling you, kids, two plus two is always four. Um, the, there is the uh, the quote in here that mm-hmm. I had read to you earlier. Let me see if I can find it again about Eric von Donneken and uh, oh no, I had it written down on my, on my notes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting my my highlights mixed up. Eric Von Donneken in this book is the first person that I'm aware of that asked, was God an astronaut? I reworded it a little bit because I think the better wording would have been, were the gods astronauts? 
Because again, I think people get yeah. dragged down they get wrapped and they up hear in God, their singular. They think of their own God and mm. you're a heretic. And that's yeah. not what he's asking. What he's asking is, was Thor a God mm. slash alien? Was Zeus a God slash alien? Were the angels that are in the Bible or what, whatever holy text is out there, were they actually aliens or a type of time traveler or other dimensional being mm -hmm. that people could recognize as different, but basically man. Yeah. That's all he's asking is, and, and if, if that is true, what then, how much does that change our history? How much would that change your religious belief in a God to me, for me, it just makes my faith that much stronger. But that's me. I know some people would absolutely freak out if they found out there were aliens on other planets. I, on the other hand, would be like, wow, that's really cool. Hope they don't come here and just wipe us out to the single man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hopefully they're friendly and actually want to stop us from killing each other. That'd be that great. That would be nice. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Thumbs up on that one, happy yeah. alien. Yeah. I, I believe everybody should know the truth. Let's find out, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's I mean, that's what we, we're after. We landed on the moon in 69. Was mm -hmm. it 1969, I believe? Yeah. And within a matter of months, we had our first satellite flying past Mars. Taking pictures stopped. of Mars. Now, some people say the tech didn't exist. There's no way we could do it. Some people honestly believe we've never shot a rocket into space. Yes, we have. The whole time watching a damn <laughs> rocket shoot into space and see the satellite pictures and now i think we shot a lot more rockets into space but sure. this is another story completely another story about moon bases and Martian we will bases. get to those we'll get to that but when you have one company from elon musk shot up over 200 satellites mm. For his network? For Skylink, I think it's called. Yeah, I got yeah. asking questions. So yeah. I'm saying, I'm not saying Elon Musk or the governments are of the world are up to something, but it smells kind of fishy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a question. It's the one worth taking a look at. But it's a rocket and it's the technology yeah. from that point in time, from 1968 69, we got to the moon. A matter of months, we got to Mars. In a matter of years, they were launching Voyager 1 and 2 mm -hmm. to go out of our solar system, and they're still getting feedback from those yep. ships. Who's the ancient aliens? If that thing makes a space route and comes back in a big circle, we're going to have Star Trek the motion picture all over again, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. In some places, um, our satellites may be viewed uh, as gods. or Exactly. Exactly. It's, especially how far it's, it's it's traveled. We don't know what's out there. We don't know what's seen us. Um, just because we haven't seen it doesn't mean we haven't been seen. Right. So I, I think that's that is definitely important. The, the thing about the, the space travel, you talk about the '60s. That was the technology. Mm -hmm. yeah. And all of a sudden, we've we've kind of yes, we're there's still been things going on, but man, we's like no, nope, we're not going back to the moon. We'll be there in about 2025. They're going to put some people on there, but um, yeah. why did we wait so long? another I podcast saw, why did the earth vibrate for or why did the moon vibrate for three hours after they crashed a rock on another podcast but these are yes. questions that i have i have theories of what's going on and you'll all think i'm crazy which is fine 
It's absolutely fine to think I'm crazy. But whenever I give you my opinion, you may change your mind and start thinking, huh, why? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm here to do, folks, is ask questions and wonder why. And I think that's why Scott's here. It is. It is. And and that's why we have started this podcast. Um, Dave, do you have anything else from Von Donneken that you wanted to address? I have so much from Von Donneken that I want to address, but we only have so much time in this podcast. We will do that in another (laughs) follow-up. My thinking is that we will have more podcasts and Von Donneken will show up way more than we have anticipated at this point. Just thinking about all the things we just said in the last three minutes. Yes. He's going to come up a lot. We can't talk about this without talking about him because he's the one who basically lit the fire. Right. Um, He's the first one that I'm aware of. Yeah. Yeah, he's lit a fire in me. So it's like, okay, hey, let's let's yeah. let's go. It's it's gonna happen. Um, so I would like to thank everybody for jumping in on our new podcast venture. This is the yes. second episode. Hope you enjoyed the skunk ape episode and interview. And we've we're working out some kinks and trying to figure out uh exactly how this is gonna lay out and how it's gonna play. So bear with us. Um, please drop us a line, hit subscribe, tell us what you want to hear about. Did you did you run across something that you think is really cool that, hey, Dave and Scott might like this or something right. like that? Send it to us. Um, we would love to interact with you, and we expect to have at least two episodes a month to start. So um, That's the goal. So bear with us as we get this sucker rolling, and I hope you guys are along for the ride because this is exciting stuff. Yes. Uh, I want to say thank you. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Um, share us. Highlight copy share us that to your favorite social media sites i i I don't mind being shared around i'm a tramp that way absolutely uh but we we have no answers but we have a lot of questions and we're going to try and get answers how's that yeah i can find something that proves something wrong or proves something right even if it proves me wrong in in my own personal belief system i'm going to share it i'm going to especially if i'm like oh crap i didn't know that I'm going to share it like the, the Easter Island. I had always thought those people, yeah. I had always been taught and I'm books. I'm still seeing it in books. Mm-hmm. All the Islanders were killed. No, they weren't. They're still there. Yeah. Somebody in history is lying. Why? That's yeah. the bigger question. Why are history buffs, history teachers, history people lying to you? Got to be a reason. There is. There's. There's your conspiracy theory. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So thanks again for joining myself, Scott, and Dave. Um, Was somewhere on the screen? I'll point everywhere. Like I said, no pointing because we don't know where everybody's going to lay out. So thanks again. (laughs) And if we have not been abducted, we will be back. Thanks. Yes, sir.